There will be an island. <sighs> Not the first, but the last. This place will seem to be hope for our kind. No. When those days come, remember these words. Bring, Bring me back. Welcome to the XY Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. And today we are talking about Inferno. Number one. Number one. Because what else is there to talk about? I mean, there are other comics, but really, what else is there to talk about right now? It's really all Inferno all the time. It's burning on our hearts and ha, minds. Ah, uh, punny. I like don't want to talk about anything else. I just want to like get into it. I don't. Honestly, I don't even have any news for. We'll, we'll do another episode for with the, the other comics. Basically, the same thing that we do whenever there's a big thing. Yeah. We're just gonna focus on this. Because we want to, and Alicia like tackled me when I got home and said, "I want to just talk about it. I want to let's go, I let's record. To, we need, need to talk about it. I need to talk about because it because we don't talk about it beforehand. We no, we don't. Strictly, it's it's all for you. I've been like kind of talking to a few people on the internet today, but all in like vague. We're trying not to leave spoiler comments, so this is like whoo doggy. Okay, first let's talk about the cover, and you know, I feel like. <sighs> I don't like Moira anymore. Ooh, don't like Moira. Out I mean, on Moira. I, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm like completely out on her, but like this a visualization of her with everybody else dead feels like it's not an exact, you know, depiction of what happens within the book, but kind of feels still relevant. It feels as though I don't trust Moira as explicitly as I did previously. Yeah. And... The destruction of the Quiet Council with Moira all around them. Yeah, that does feel reminiscent of what is happening. I I did want to call out that all of the council sections are grouped together except for Winter. Mm. They're kind of spread out all around the the three villains, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, You get the Hellfire right there down here. You get Charles and Magneto. Charles is getting his foot held by Magneto. Mystique. Well, they're all kind of like Mystique and Nightcrawler holding hands. Yeah, that that kind of made me sad. That hits. And then like Kate laying on top of Kurt. All right, can we, let's do it. We're diving in. Here we go. Page turn noise. No, no more jibber jabber. Someone remembers. It's why they keep coming. Ooh, Omega Sentinel. Omega Sentinel. Hitting us with that quote from inside the issue. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I have a lot of feelings about this first page. Okay, so we're seeing Emma. First two pages, right? First yeah. two pages, yeah. We're seeing Emma standing in this... Arbor Magna. Wait, like, bringing the peeps out. And I, she's wearing the Cerebro helmet. They're they're being resurrected. And she says, you know, oh, what is it that you always say, Charles? To me, my X-Men. So, okay, first of all, in that moment, I was like, yeah, Emma, replace Charles. But Emma is wearing a big old white cape. That clearly has a hood that you can, I think, in this like wide shot, it looks like it has a hood. And to me, that is not a great situation if we're talking Trial of Magneto because everybody's like, yo, that's Magneto. Look at that white cape. Look at that white hood. Hmm. And now Emma's wearing this big white cape and girl better not be involved in a murder. I don't know. That's that's an interesting detail. Marvel did release today that Trial of Magneto happens and concludes before Inferno. Ah, interesting. Other thing to call out about this, these two pages are shot for shot, House of X number one. Yes. Just Emma replaced. And I love that. And the interesting thing about that is in House of X number one, we're given these couple pages. Yes. That have no real context about what happened, what brought them to that point, what it all means. Right. Later on in another issue, we get what it means. We get those pages again. And I think we'll see something similarly because this is Charles. This is Eric. Yes. And how'd they get here? How'd they die? How'd they get here? We don't know. We don't know. And then we got some data pages. Heavy on the data pages. Back to back to back. But I didn't even care. No. There's a good. I was like, I wanted them all. You know? The destruction of nodes to spin the narrative of mutant aggression. Yikes. So Orcus has these nodes, these buildings, these bases placed throughout the world. And the X-Men, the mutants have been taking them down pretty easily. But now 
in hindsight, it's kind it's of all a, to make them look bad. It's to make them look as though they're coming for them. Which I mean, they are. They are for a good reason. Yeah, and just this like little diagram of Orcus and what they got going on. The map. The map. I love maps. You know Justin loves a map. It's the most detail we've gotten about the positioning of Orcus's base and defenses. Really, all we've ever seen before is the forge outside mm-hmm. of the sun. The fact that we've made reference to Sentinel City, but the structuring of it yeah. and that telepathic ring of defense. Yeah. And then we had another data page with some interesting information. Yeah. So... First of all, the first one, X-Force, Domino Escape. So are you telling me that the Peacock Man is connected to Orcus? And didn't I say that the other day when we were recording? Or maybe that was when we were recording the thing when I was reading 55 issues to get up to here. But I was like, I feel like they all have to be connected. I feel like they're all generally connected because, yeah, we were talking about the fact that Zeno has shadow people, people that are not revealing their identities from all around the world. There has to be someone, whether it's the Peacock Man specifically or someone that is in contact and communication with Orcus. What else is that reference? Like unless Domino was captured again. But this is interesting because I feel like it's filling in some of that space that nobody remembers. These missions where they're all dying. Right. Right. Because also Mystique Gateway Vacuum, I'm pretty sure that's in reference to House of X number three. Yes. Which are they saying happened after Domino's failed escape? It seems like it. And then Magneto... Attempt to push Forge into Sun, counteracted by Forge Dyson engines. After 30 minutes, Magneto has an aneurysm and dies. So just in Onslaught, we were just saying, like, we don't remember any time that Magneto died and needed to be resurrected. Right. And then there's the question of where does this fall in relation to Lost coming to the island? Because Onslaught would not have been released. I I feel like, much to my chagrin, this will not reference or deal with onslaught in any way shape or form chagrin yes is this a new word you have learned no well it's a new word to me what does that mean distress or embarrassment at having failed or been humiliated did you already have that no i just looked okay it up. i was like wow you were just like waiting to tell me that i that you knew the definition <laughs> it was in my but notes so many attempts and so many attempts by x-force which we'll see you know in this next couple of pages. Yeah, they're the hand. You know, they're the the force. They're the the strike team. I do think that that was so House of X number 3, that's where Mystique plants that gateway, but it's not revealed until X-Men number 6. Mm-hmm. Two other things to call out, the Technet in the other category. Yes. And the Brood Swarm, both allies of or hired hands also doing this attack. I mean, Yeah. R.I.P. Technet, not to skip ahead a couple pages, but they did. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure you know who the Technet are. I do. You've seen them once before, so maybe you don't. Uh, they're the, from Excalibur, the sword is drawn. Mm-hmm. They're the random aliens that all are different and are chasing after and trying to get. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gatecrasher. And... Yeah, and then we have this whole redacted one, which is. Just like, stop redacting it. Just give me the goods. From a later page, it's informed that they are another hired assassination. Oh. So the breakdown of the attacks on the Orca Station, they mention two hired assassinations. One being Technet, the other one arguably being this. But not the Brood. It's not the Brood. Well. So who's another assassination team that could be allies? Araco people? I don't know. Rocky Mute? I feel like Avengers? those would those would still fall under mutant incursions. Avengers? No, I don't think the Avengers would do that. And I don't think the X-Men would involve the Avengers in this. Mm. They don't know where they stand. Well, anyway. X-Force. X-Force. Versus Nimrod. Nimrod. Oh, man. He looks so good. Shout he out to so Larry Oshidi and David Curiel for this just epic art. He looks so good and just the way he literally looks at each of them and yeah. just like recites facts about them. The dismantling of their powers. Just like, okay, this is who you are. This is what you do. And this is how I'm about to break you down. Yeah. 
It's cold. It's calculating. It's beautiful. Nimrod is absolutely terrifying. And and especially just the evil robot face. This yeah. is not this is not the Nimrod from Powers of Ten. No. This is not the joyful Nimrod the Lesser. No. You know, clapping his hands together. Oh, goody, goody. You know, making no. jokes. This, this is, is a dark yeah, Nimrod. This is. It's a dark Nimrod who just replicates super easily and is like, oh, you know what? Well, you just stab me, Wolverine, but that's fine because my other Nimrod friend will rip you in half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how is it that he killed him? I don't know. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty, but who I'm like, him? Nimrod kills Wolverine right here. He fl- he's a skeleton and then he rips him in half and then they're like, all of X-Force is dead. They keep trying. Yeah. Looks like he's broken him in half and he's torn him down. I-, I think the idea of Wolverine's regenerative ability hinges on him being able to come back from a drop of blood. And I think that, that was specifically empowered by something else I don't have off the top oh, of my head. Oh, interesting. So if he's like completely demolished, right. he can't. Interesting, interesting. We got some attack analysis. You know, we find out that this is, we're watching a play-by-play of this destruction. I've seen enough. Freeze it there. <laughs> yeah. And we get our Orcus team, Director Devo and Dr. Gregor. Dr. Gregor. She's back. That's not my husband anymore, though, she says. Yeah, and she's she's pretty upset about it, which it's still pretty fresh. Yeah, don't call this robot that was once my husband that then my husband was already Killed immediately is no longer my husband. It's just a robot now. Right. 16 times. What have we learned? (sighs) They're essentially broadcasting resurrection protocols to them. They're sending the same three mutants in every time. But it's interesting how the Orcus team thinks they're like clones or something. And that they're just like, right, but... They don't think of them as resurrected versions. I didn't get that anyway. I thought they were thinking like, oh, they're kind of like mindless clones of these heroes or these mutants who have these powers and they're literally sending them to die. Yeah. And they're not like, it's not clicking for them or at least it didn't seem to me like it was clicking to them that they're actually just fully being resurrected. Yeah. But yeah, that is kind of dumb. You're just being like, yeah, we're just going to keep sending the same people after you, even though you see that you clearly kill them. Why would they do that? I don't know. You're looking at me like you have some kind of answer to that. Well, I'm question. not just gonna. Say, uh, yeah, I want to. I want to start the conversation. But yes, I have a theory as to why they would send the same three over and over again. They even talk about Orcus. Even talks about the fact that Nimrod is getting better and better at adapting to these three mutants and their power sets. Well, I don't know why. What do you think? I think they're wiring a specific response for the expected. But then we'll throw the unexpected. Oh, interesting. You think about... Their boy who cry wolfing it. Basically. So if you get really, really good and really, really ready for Domino to do this, Kid Omega to do this, Wolverine to do this, and then they start mixing in other powers or other sets of people, and then it's an unexpected curveball, do they have the upper hand? Interesting. Are they able to throw him off? I wonder... Hmm. I'm just trying to look for some reasoning as to why why they would be doing the that. same three mutants over and over again. Yeah, with, that is with such power that they have, and they've attempted to attack from a distance. Yeah, that's very interesting. And then we have the Omega Sentinel with that opening quote. You know, someone remembers, which I do think is interesting because, like, when are they being backed up? Are they making sure that a backup happens? You know what I mean? They're not remembering these fights because they don't remember. You don't really remember what happened right before. I think it was like in one of the issues of Way of X that Nightcrawler like talks about the the actual percentage chance that you have of being backed up right before you die. Right. Which is so slim. Unless they're specifically following them. But I would assume that the telepathy barrier would prevent that backup from occurring at that distance. Mm, or I wonder if there's some kind of like surveillance that the people back in Krakoa have. So yes. they're like seeing these things happen. That's what I would assume that Sage is because of her connectivity to this team, mm-hmm. that she is the person that remembers Recording and it is all. running analysis on their work. And we see her later on guy in the chair doing that work but not specifically connected to this but look how many wolverine skeletons they have is that just wolverine i don't know but seriously like we're already starting with this they have the bodies oh yeah they're all wolverine you can see yeah you can see the claws 
They got a lot of Wolverine skeletons up in there. What are they doing with those? Orcus. Title page. Inferno. Nothing else. Nothing else except the tiny type. Autumn, winter, summer, spring. The Books of Destiny. Oh, no. I did not see that. Yeah. They make you work for the details. I'm glad that I didn't see that before I read the issue. Yeah. Written by Jonathan Hickman. Art by Valerio Shidi. Color art by David Curiel. Letters by VCs Joe Sabino. Okay, let's go. Moira. So this is a flashback. It's a flashback. It's uh, you know it, it, interesting, right? So a lot of this content has previously appeared, and some people were upset by that. You know, the the idea of it's not the same pages because Valerio and David are doing their best to mimic and or mm-hmm. recreate the pages that Pepe and Marta had done previously in House yep. of X. But shot wise, at least this page and the two or three that follow it are shot for shot replicated. Yeah. That's not a problem, I don't think. I don't I don't I mean, think so how either. long ago did House of X come out? Like two years ago? Well, and so that's the argument of are they doing this for you to have your memory jogged or are they doing this to illustrate a point? Both, I think. I think so too. Yeah. I think it serves both purposes. Right. So this page, we get some new panels. Right. And you can't pepper in like those little extra lines that Destiny says or whatever without the full retelling of the right. the moment. But yes, this page we got. I mean, I'll tell you, I I took out House of X number two. Of course you did. And I would be disappointed if you did not. Read shot for shot against each other. There are some slight differences in dialogue. Oh. Not really in content, but in the words that they're saying, there are words missing. So is it just Hickman revisiting and tightening up the dialogue? Is it specifically adding other words? There are a couple of notable changes and a couple of things that she doesn't say at all. You know, you you killed my friends, everyone. Uh, I think that that is not... In the original. Mm. So just to like, this is Moira's, what was it, her third life? This this is Moira's third life when she creates a cure. A cure. And then they blow up her. Blow up her lab, kill everybody. They kill everybody, including her. Yeah. After they talk to her. Yeah. Mystique and Destiny. And so. The dynamic duo. The (laughs) other thing to consider is. So House of X number two, that's coming from Moira's perspective. Moira is mm. telling that to Charles. Like this is the other side of the memory. Could be. I like that idea. I was going to say that actually when you were talking, this is the other point of view. You know, like when two people tell a story, like it's slightly different. Right. So is this Mystique's telling? Is this Destiny's, Destiny's telling? telling? Uh, because we do get a completely new page within this flashback. Which one is the new page? This one? This one. This page is entirely new. And really what it calls out are references to them being monsters and unable to sleep, which is a recurring theme in a couple of other issues. So this is the one, two, three, four, the sixth page in this part of the story. Yeah, it's the page that starts with Mystique. Well, that's simply not a good enough answer. Yeah. Oof. And so a couple of pullouts. But what happens when the flawed vessel fails? It might take one life, it might take many, but hiding in the corners of your mind is the cancer called doubt. It whispers, what if they were wrong and I was right this entire time? That's the real war, isn't it? Ensuring you're on the winning side. Yeah. So this idea of monsters that don't sleep, right? So Mm -hmm. in X-Men number 20... Mystique and Forge were having a conversation about all these weapons. How do you sleep at night? I sleep just fine. Yeah. And you? Fine. Yeah. So later on in this issue, Moira talks about how I haven't slept in a thousand years. Yeah. Right? Which I feel in my bones. But also at the same time, is that to mean a comparison to those who do monstrous things are kept up at night? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can't sleep because you can't live with what you've done. You just keep recur- like rehashing it over and over and over again. Right, so what is causing her to lose sleep is basically what I'm asking. Is yeah. what, what is the thing that's causing her to lose sleep that we don't know? Well, I think it's, 
I, I think later in the issue, it's her constantly thinking about what would happen if Destiny came back. You know, because it's, it's also that, that idea of when you have something you feel anxious about, you don't sleep. So the fact that she knows that Charles and Magneto have basically like said to Mystique, if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, we'll bring her back. Mm-hmm. And so, and Moira's like, you can't bring her back, like no matter what. They're just like, yeah, yeah, we're not really going to. But since that idea is planted in Mystique's head, like that keeps Moira up at night because when Destiny, and then also it probably has, when Destiny comes back, whatever it is that Moira's hiding or Moira, Charles, and Magneto are hiding is going to be revealed. I think it's more something that Moira's hiding. Yeah. I think it's something that the argument as to why Destiny can't come back because she'll see that we fail. I don't think that that's really the reason why. I just feel like that's the stupidest right. reason also because if she's going to see that you'll fail, then don't you want her around to figure out how you then don't fail? Right, because I think Moira betrays them. Yeah, dirty, dirty Moira. Burn her alive. Pyro, but make it last. This actually is an interesting difference. Burn her and slowly so she doesn't forget how dying like this feels. But in Inferno, she states... So she doesn't forget what failing to change feels like. Ooh. So this idea of changing, failing, the vessel, the what what is happening within Moira as she's going through these lives. And also, so now we're on this little flashback thing that's like, okay, so this was Moira's third life. Now we're in Moira's 10th life. And then she's holding this book that says Project Cure in it. Right. And it has the names of the people... Who she created the the cure with, and when she's sneaky sneaky, and she's like, "Oh, you you, how'd you guys know I wasn't here?" She's on Muir Island, so what is she doing there? Well, so just to call to the book, she somehow has the notebook of the cure from her third life, along with all the names of the scientists killed by Destiny. Because it's in, it's like beat up, like it's it went beat through up a fire, as if it was in the explosion in the fire. This is a big panel. Right, so she should not be able to have this. Right. Whether Where she did got she it, get it, whether she got it from her third life or she recreated it in this life after. So Destiny dies in. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to place it in the Marvel timeline, but Destiny dies in the mid to late '80s in terms of continuity. Right. Mm-hmm. So did Moira wait for Destiny to die to then begin work on this project, or is there some way through black holes? through singularities that she is able to travel between her lives oh my lanta so unless she just memorized it and wrote it down but that wouldn't explain the singe marks all around the book no it wouldn't that's not a good enough explanation right so this this page in particular makes me feel real suspect about moira so i'm saying this page and this the ones the next few pages are just Oof. Well, the next few pages are intense because it's Orcus tailing everything. They're, oh, I was thinking, never mind, after yeah. these pages, when Charles and yeah. um, Magneto are with her. So they're surveilling. They're watching gate activity. Also to call out, they have a, a node set up in Terra Verde. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Now I have a question. These monkey scientists. These are apes these, have PhDs. These are the... Yeah. X-Men okay. number one. When they just like turn themselves into. <laughs> yep. I can't. I, I assume. Because like, why else otherwise, would they be apes? Yes. Why else would they be apes that are doctors? Right. And the description from Magneto was that he he asserted dominance and they started to fight. Animal instincts took over. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what happened. We weren't in the room right. when it happened. <laughs> right, that was for you. Hamilton. There's no mention of these three guys around the corner. So this the second Orcus panel where you have these three guys in chairs wearing Cerebro looking helmets. Oh, you're so good, Justin. I read it multiple times. What are they doing? I scrutinize every page and panel. What are they doing? Well, it's, it's, I mean, you should scrutinize every page and panel because there's that thing from this is what happens now when I read all the comics like together. <laughs> Everything sticks in my mind. So there's a page that we were talking about that is uh, may or may not be the first chronicler. 
Yep. And it basically says that an artist hides their messages in their art. Right. AKA look at every panel closely because we're hiding stuff in here. Right. Like they tell you that. Yep. They're like, hello, pay attention to what we're putting in the art. Mm-hmm. What are they doing with those helmets? I thought this was a cool connection to horticulture. Mm. You know, something that I think you could say that a lot of the things that have been introduced over Hickman's X-Men run have been largely unused. Yeah. You know, someone someone did make a, a, a reference of this. This feels Inferno feels like it should have come sooner, sooner. And I'm, I'm fine with where it's coming. And I'm glad that there's more story afterwards. It just this gave me the hoxpox feeling. Yeah. And it collected a lot of the things that had been introduced throughout Hickman's X-Men run. Yep, agreed. In horticulture, they yeah. just crack me up every time. Who are you? T- you talking to a monkey? Yeah. What do you do? Eat your yogurt. I made you pudding. It has your pills in it. Yeah, and so we know about horticulture and the fact that they can hack gates. Mm-hmm. So they've leveled up Orcus's surveillance. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's working for Orcus. Yeah. Well, you Everybody. got that kind of money. You got that kind of reach. They have. Even from Hoxpox, we knew that Orcus was the collective of all the human efforts. Hydra, yeah. oh yeah, and Shield, AIM, all together, all working together. Even the you know the red suits look like the AIM. Yeah, they totally suits. look like AIM suits. So this is an evolution of all of man's efforts. This guy is so mad. Right. So that sets them off. There's a secret gate. This this monkey doctor Smythe Smith. Yeah. 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 So they're. Two gates meant to look like one, but giving off different energy signals. In the same building. In the same building. So that's Moira's gate to her no place. Mm-hmm. So that's how she gets in and out from Paris. Immediately. We've got to go there. We've got to We've got to see what's going on. We've got to see what's going on, but we're watching the guys that are watching us. Yeah, right? which is so awesome. Shout out to Tommy here, this Morlock that was killed pretty early on in their first appearances but they have eyes and ears on orcus and are reporting back to sage, to sage. who's watching the whole thing ah sage logged and prioritized stay on it and then we go to moira's no place and that's when it starts to get i start to get angry yeah tense i mean the sheer setup of coming home and having people in your home waiting for you like that kind of sets you off interrogation tactic or whatever you know that's that's its own level of like okay what's up here what's up guys what's uh what's going on why are you reading my books why are you going through my things you didn't, but br- you didn't bring any tea this time this whole this whole thing okay this whole idea that we're just gonna erase destiny we're just gonna erase her yeah i mean that's and that's Moira's idea. That's Moira's solution, which makes it feel like there are more desperate times that could be brought by Destiny's knowledge. Right. But you she, don't just erase someone. That is like a that is a Charles Xavier makes me mad move. And I know like it's Moira's idea, but I'm just I'm just framing it in that context sure. of like a I'm going to tell you that I'm not going to tell you about the other team that I sent to Krakoa that's already dead, you know? Right. right. And it's also, so Magneto and Charles, they're coming to Moira to lament about the fact that they keep on failing in preventing Nimrod from coming yes. online and Orcus's rise to power. So the fact that Moira basically jumps to destiny being the problem when they're like, well, no, the problem is Orcus. The problem is Nimrod. The yeah. problem is all these things. The, the problem are the machines. Have you ever tried to befriend them? Have you ever tried... To work with the machines? Yeah, what is that? What kind of a suggestion is that? You're going to tell us this whole time the machines are your end. Destroy them. That's the only way we survive. Well, it's almost like that's the real war, isn't it? Ensuring you're on the winning side. Oh, my God. So are they suggesting what they already suspect of Moira? That she has aligned herself with the machines in a prior life? Oof. That she has aligned herself with the machines here. 
You're like really making me feel like I'm going to throw up over here. <laughs> In a good way? Yeah. But, I mean, I read this issue. I made that video that I made on Instagram, that TikTok. Like I made that immediately after. And those were all real. Emo- like I was not acting. Those facial expressions, like I was still processing. And I still feel that way. Like I feel like I need to read this issue like 20 times. I have no idea. What? I have so many moments where I'm like, what? Like, what? Am I giving you more moments or am I answering some of the questions? No, I mean, it's good. What This conversation is good. This is what I need. This is what yeah. I live for. I'm just saying, what? You are giving me more of them. I think so. So Charles says to Moira, one wouldn't need to be a telepath to sense that you are radiating anger and regret, but I am, so I know it for a certainty. Oof. And this wool gathering of yours, this reminiscing on the past, it doesn't help matters at all. Which triggers Moira into asking, wait a second, reminiscing on the past, how would you, what I mean is, you sounded like you know that I was just on Muir Island. You did. You know that. You've been tracking me. You've been tracing me. And that's a nut. So that's, that is a, now Magno Magneto's in on it. And I got to say, I'm a little disappointed in my guy Magneto for this, but that is a Charles Xavier, oh no, you didn't moment. That is a, I'm doing it for your protection. And that's how he sells it, but that's not why he's doing no. it. No. But is there reason to have done it? Because right. like, it what seems is like she... there's something that we need to know about what Moira's up to. Right. The fact that she's reminiscing about the cure. And I just love that they taught, they bring it back and they're like, oh yeah, that was like was the right tea. before the council or whatever was announced. Like it was the tea. We put it in your tea. Remember that scene when we were all hanging out drinking tea? And Forge was in on it too. Yeah, Forge was in on it too. You know, for all of Moira's knowledge, she isn't a telepath. She doesn't know what they're working on with her knowledge. What is she going to do when she finds out? We'll get there. She mad. Yeah, so destroy it all. Just delete her. Just take it out. Get rid of it. Build stronger together by eliminating destiny entirely. The line of questioning the all-out removal of Destiny and how angry and shocked she is by the revelations. It's, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's another its another level of Moira's reactions that we haven't seen before. And then not only is the conversation delete Destiny, but also get Mystique off the council. Right. What? Right. What are you hiding? She's got moves plotted out in her head that she's expecting from them. And she's very much coming at it, I feel, from like, well, I'm actually in charge here. Right. But uh, you're not, Moira, because we've been tracking you and you're hi- you're hidden in your little no place. Nobody even knows Nobody you Nobody even exist. knows you're alive. Yeah. Everybody thinks you're dead. Which I can understand. You know, she brings that up. I've just been hidden here in the basement. Like, yeah, I can understand her frustration a little bit, but yeah, not enough. <laughs> Magneto's still got his base set up. Yeah, he does. It's not like you're going to destroy a dope octopus base. No. Look at that throne. Look at that throne chair. Look at that throne chair. Control of the cradles, erasing them of the memory. Honestly, reading this part, I was getting so angry. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Control of the DNA, eliminating it. I mean, that last panel. just going to Sinister? I mean, that that's where you have to go. He's got all the DNA on catalog. I know, but like now he knows. He knows something. He knows something's up. You you asked him specifically for all of Destiny's DNA. Right. You know Sinister's going to want to know more about what that's about. Well, then the panel of him, uh, I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. But that last panel on that page with those other vials. Yeah, what did they say? Did you look it up? SN3 is the one that we can see. SN3. You don't know what that is? Who else's DNA are they taking? It's just one vial. Charles has handled one vial, and there's other vials still within his base. So I don't know if that's just backups of Destiny's DNA that Sinister doesn't give it all. Maybe. Is that even Sinister? Who even knows? At this point, who even knows? And I love that, like, Moira, don't lie about this. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to say they deleted her, but they didn't? Yeah, it's the one thing I truly fear, and I haven't slept peacefully for a thousand years. I cannot, will not accept her breathing Krakoan air. I want her gone, forever burned from all existence. Right, so if so, if your plan had been, your bright idea in life three had been to cure mutants, yeah. 
And then that got thwarted by this one person that said that I would always be there. And then in between, you tried all these other things. I think her ace up her sleeve is that once Destiny is out of the picture, she can't see what Moira's up to. Yes, it's just Moira is no good. That's my feelings on Moira. We got a data page. Medical report. Something's wrong with Black Tom or even more, something's wrong with Krakoa. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Some kind of technology overcoming him in his dreams and he's giving into it. Some kind of warlock phalanx technology, perhaps? Maybe. Warlock is not the phalanx. He is, he is. loosely associated with okay, him. Okay, but when we're ready to talk about it, you let me know. Okay. Are we done with this data page? Sure. What else do we need to say about it? I, it sounds like nothing. I mean, poor Black Tom. Poor Black Tom, but also look at Cypher enjoying his married life. His he little loves morning it. routine. Just a moment of, but then why the, the eyes? What is, what does she know? What does she sense? What does she feel? What happened? So, yeah, be in her intense eyes. How does Doug tie into all of this? And I want to know how Arako ties into all of this. Mm. Because I think there's more on that thread. When Moira was aligned with Apocalypse, they peacefully reunited Okara. Arako and Arako. The horsemen, there was no Ten of Swords. They know something or they have been prepped for something. I I just feel like there's more in that connection. Mm. The fact that, so... Our apes have PhDs and the Orcus nodes. That was X-Men 1. Yeah. Horticulture. That was X-Men 3. X-Men 2 was the arrival of the Arako Gate and Summoner. Yes. I would be surprised if that just plays out and gives us Ten of Swords. I mean, that, that's a big gift from that arc and, and Arako and all those mutants. God, I, might bring, I, need a, I need to really get deep into my board. <laughs> this is... Too much for me to have not written down in front of my face. Yeah. We got to go through each issue of X-Men that introduces something new and flag when it gets brought up in Inferno. Because so far, things have already been brought up. So if what you're saying is true, which I believe it to be, something's it's just up. A, it's just a theory, just a thought. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. Right. So this, this, is, is, this is the culmination. This is the end of his run, right? So he's going to tie together the things that he introduced. Maybe not all of them, so maybe don't. I hope most of them, because you know I won't be able to. That's the things that I don't sleep at night about. Right, you're gonna leave me plot threads that don't get resolved. Right, so I mean, Crucible is also a big element, resurrection in general. But trying to, I'm I'm running through the issues to think of like what other big things. I mean, the vault. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll see the vault in this, but maybe. Unless that they've already aligned with Orcus. Oh God. Because they are technically post-human. In some way. Oh, bleh, that's nauseating. Okay, this is the thing that I need to talk about. Doug is walking and he touches. You have that shot that's very reminiscent of that shot that we've talked about before. Welcome to Krakoa. Okay, now so he is not that's... connected to Warlock anymore. They are separate. Yep. And he touches this Krakoan plant and it becomes techno-organic, and it links with him, and then Warlock appears, and then we have these three and their little conversation hub where Krakoa as a tree is there, and Doug and Warlock are sitting, and, like, what is going on? Like, is Warlock connected with Krakoa the same way he was connected with Doug? Like, that's what it seems. Yeah, there's some kind of connection. I don't have too much thought on this but i think that this relates to black tom's dreams about technology for sure it just makes me feel like it doesn't give me good feelings like if black tom is having nightmares about it then it can't be sunshine and rainbows that even if it's something as simple as like the the techno organic presence of warlock gives orcus some ability to be able to tap into krakoa i don't but I don't know, because Orcus is nowhere near connected to the phalanx, though, unless it's through Moira, through some other you know means, mm. right? So the phalanx is well. I'm a just I'm just talking threat. about being able to hack into Krakoa through yeah. the the technology part of Warlock, not necessarily the phalanx. Yeah, 
I just feel like it it has to there has to be a reason why they're blatantly saying, "Hey, look at this." Oh yeah, I mean, this is three pages. There's there's no reason to include these three pages just for Doug's morning routine if right. there's not a setup for something further. And now we're in the council and well, now we're in the captains. And right, but the council is there. Some of, but yeah. This is more I I agree, yes. There's a decent amount of the council there, but this is the captains have made a decision. They're coming to the council with that decided already. Yes. They didn't run it by them at all. No, they're, they don't need to. Okay? All the peeps, all the teams are like, the council is fluff. Yep. The five do what they want. The captains do what they want. This is a cool moment, though. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel? Are you okay? Are you all right? Oh, I love Cyclops it. is not the captain commander anymore. He's still a captain. And he's the leader of the X-Men. But he's not the captain commander bishop is i mean if that gives us our mutant war college i'm 100 down with it so dope and i love magic we're adding psylocke deal it's done the bottom of that first page this was unexpected but the council will honor your request i'm just surprised is all normally you've never given these things up without a fight uncanny x-men 201 the fight for leadership of the x-men between storm and and Cyclops. cyclops without her powers he doesn't just give it up Mm-mm. He makes her fight for it. Well, he's come to his senses. He can't possibly be in two places at once, especially when the X-Men are constantly battling threats from another world. Right. So it maybe would have been good if Cyclops realized this. Hey, I can't be in two places at once. Maybe I should go and raise my child with my wife at the time. He was not as mature then. Yes. Yes. Growth. That's great. They're, they're doing this without the council's approval or knowledge. He just gives the role to Bishop and they recruit Psylocke to replace Gorgon. And Exodus just being like, well, then why don't you just quit? Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, I'm not saying, I'm just saying I can't be the leader anymore. Calm down, Exodus. We don't need these half-hearted efforts of the lukewarm. Exodus, I want more from you. You're just looming in the background. What do you have going on, sir? You've really only just quipped about Sinister in the council meetings. But I thought this was funny, the, the traditions. Oh, yeah. The tradition is you're taking us to Madripoor to get drunk. Yeah. And you're paying. So, But even, I do love this like ceremonial crowning mm-hmm. of Bishop by Storm. I mean, I would call out the fact that Bishop, Conan, and Colossus are all on that advertisement. Our allies can't be trusted. Yikes. Bishop, someone with deep connection to the future. <laughs> I just don't know what's going to happen. You don't need to know. You don't know me at all. Oh, it's a season of change. You know, there there are things happening. That is like honestly the most BS statement. Basically from here until the end of this issue, I had literal anxious butterflies reading. I was like, my stomach is in my throat. What is going on? What is about to happen? Yeah. But just being like, well, since the captains are changing things up, maybe we, we should change we things up. We don't have up. a retirement plan for the Quiet Council, and we thought that that was really short-sighted. Are you volunteering? Well, maybe I've thought about it. No. I mean, let's do call attention to the second page of the council meeting where Magneto says, but as you know, we have a methodology for doing that. Anyone can call for a vote at any time, and it must be addressed. As we later on, Mystique, with her power play, set up and knocked down as she takes the floor. I can't. The time is now. I know a mutant we should consider for the council. I offer a candidate for the council who sits in dominion of the mutant island of Krakoa. Come forth, mutant. This from here. This and this. Okay. Okay. So many thoughts going through my head. One. Obviously, as soon as you see those boots... Right. You know who it is. And they slow play it. Two, take a moment. And this is where I'm getting, I get nervous feelings. Take a moment to look at everybody's faces. Reactions, right. Who's into it and who's not. Kate, nah. surprised, not into it. Uh, Her face to me says, uh, Fear. what? Emma, I don't Twirling know. Her hair. I don't know. That reaction doesn't that's, sit well with me, Emma. That's a positive it, reaction. But it but it almost feels like it's less like I knew this was happening and more like I'm excited about this happening. I'm excited to see these two get this handed to them. 
I want to see how they act. Good job, Mystique. Also, Sebastian Shaw has a giddy little face. Yes. He's like, ooh, what fun. <laughs> Nightcrawler seems the most horrified of them all. Yeah. Yes. Storm, P.O.'d. Not, ha- not having it. Storm is P.O.'d. Doug. <laughs> Doug is terrified. Exodus, I don't know. He's, Sinister's laughing. He's just eating it up. Sinister and Sebastian are going to walk out of this council meeting, go have a drink, and talk about how hysterical this whole thing was. And Charles, and Charles just looks down, and Magneto just has his arms crossed. Yeah, honestly. And they it, just have no reaction. It feels a little surprising that this would be their reaction, this lack of reaction. Well, I feel like they have their tail between their legs because they just they went to delete her. Right. And now they can't do anything about it because she's here. She's resurrected. What, are they going to kill her? And how did she become resurrected? Well, there are many ways. You know, there. it's not just the five. What do you mean? Sinister. Jamie Braddock. How did Betsy get resurrected without the... How did they create a new body for her to oh, inhabit? right. The means are all there. He's got a clone facility. You know, they was just recently destroyed, but that wasn't his only operation. Was it sinister? Was it? I don't think it was Jamie. I feel like Jamie's like in his own little bubble doing his own crazy yeah. Jamie things. Well, I was just saying that as another reality warpers right. have the ability to do crazy things legion resurrected himself but way here's of X. the thing okay here hear me out hear me out for a hot second this just came to me we're talking about trial magneto right and you said trial magneto concludes before this yes in trial of magneto quote unquote magneto steals a cerebro helmet mm-hmm. someone stole that cerebro helmet to bring destiny back potentially and they needed a cover to make all of that happen. And they needed somehow to have leverage over a reality warper, maybe by the name of Wanda. Yeah. I'm just saying there could be some serious connection there. I hope so. I mean, that would be a great connection point between the two series. I hope that there's at least something that ties them together. And I, I don't I know lo- if that'll... It, it's It's hard because Trial of Magneto will end, I think, the week before Inferno will end. Which just doesn't make sense in terms of the timeline of narrative. Yeah. But maybe it'll be some sort of like layered reveal that like as they're coming out, the pieces will start to come together. I hope so. I just want to talk about these last last three panels. One, the fact that where Destiny is standing, she's already basically has a seat on the council. Yep. Is awesome. Two, the reflection of their faces oh, yeah. in her face. This panel is the best panel. The, that, the middle panel on the last page where you can see Charles and Magneto in her face. She technically is one of the helmet bros. You know, she's got her. She's hel- like, let me be on this side of the council. I'm a helmet bro. Right. You had apocalypse in this seat. You don't think I bring something as valuable as apocalypse? Oh, God, I, I can yeah, see yeah. the future. <laughs> Which, I mean, I would be surprised if we don't get anything from apocalypse either. Like he's just like chilling and not going to say anything. Yeah, he's not going to be involved in this at all. I mean, he did get a great send off through Ten of Swords. Great quote unquote. But and I, then think, I think Arako or something happens. Yeah, there's got to be. A, there's got to be because there just has to be. Yeah, she's so smug. Shall we vote? And that image of her was a preview image, right? Yes. Without I text. So. Yes. Her face. She's like, I bested you, boys. What now, baby? What now, indeed? Overall thoughts, what'd you think? Um, amazing. My mind is blown. I have so many questions. I don't really want to wait another month, but... I know. I was... You know, that's that's exactly... This is what I wanted more of. This is what I felt when I read the first issue of Hoxpox. I didn't want to wait a couple of weeks until I got the next issue. I went every Wednesday to get the next issue of House of X and Powers of Ten. And it honestly, reading this and how good it is, it makes me sad that Hickman is leaving. It makes me sad that we're not going to get the narrative that he had built. Because while I do enjoy the other stories, I have enjoyed the the narrative that they built together. Yeah, it's not the same. This is, this is top this tier. Is, this is, this the- is like... Edge of your seat. Don't go to sleep. You know. This is the comic event of the year. Yeah. Oh, baby, baby. Biggest questions. Biggest reactions. What? What are? Where are you at? I okay. Well, that's such a difficult 
What do you want to see in issue two? When does Moira get revealed? Because it has know. to be in through the series. Next. Destiny's going to be like, and how's my friend Moira doing? Maybe, yeah. Or like Destiny's going to lay some Moira truth out there, I feel. I want, well, obviously, I want to know how Mystique brought her back. Right. Obviously. And also, <laughs> is that even Destiny? But who else would it be? What if, what if Mystique cloned herself? What if. Just to mess with them? Yeah, maybe. <sighs> no, that would be really upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, has that, to, would, that it, would be it has to be Destiny. But I mean, this is issue one of a four part miniseries. This, this. That's the thing that makes it. That for me is the thing that makes it so amazing. Is that reveal is not something you expect to get in, in issue, issue one. one. Right. You do not expect to see that after all the hype, after burn it to the ground, bring me back or burn it to the ground, you expect the burn it to the ground to happen. Right. Not the bring me back to happen. And for that to happen. Especially with right a name away, like Inferno. Right. But like it obviously is going to cause something to happen. And something in which Charles and Magneto die. Right. Yeah, they're going to die within the next couple of issues. I mean, I'd love to have like, you know, just a very confessional moment where each of the members of the council can just tell us how they feel about what just happened. Yeah. Um, they are they are extremely quiet in that reaction as yeah. she's coming in. Right. I mean, this, like, this is would the, it? This is the quietest the council has that's ever been. That's how you do. That's that's how you react to something like that, though. You right. just facially and just sit back and watch and kind of see. I mean, I, I think this is what Charles and Magneto need. They need a little bit of a slap in the face because I I've said this about Charles, and I do feel like. Their whole thing is like we're we're here we're doing this for the good of whatever because we know best but really all they know is what Moira told them and they're going off of it like we know best we know better we're going to have this council but really like we're not I I just don't feel like they often consider the council they just use the council for show and they're like, look, we have this council, and like, but we are really just going to oh, keep yeah. doing whatever it is we the, want. The council is the public-facing government, but we are really the government. And I from feel the like a lot of people are over that. Like you saw that with the five, with the way the five were like, no, we're not. They're Charles, over. The, like, they're over the council in general too. And it's like, not just Charles and Magneto. Like, when's Madeline coming back? Eight, issue eighteen of Hellions. That's already been teased, well, which will be in December. <laughs> And where does that fall within the timeline of Inferno? Where does any of it fall? I don't know. Like, giant timeline. Let's go. You're going to drive yourself crazy. They don't even have a giant timeline like that. This is new information to you. You just got to let some of it go. Not yet. Okay. What about you? What do you want to see in the next issue? I want to see... I want to see not a civil meeting. I want to see the meeting... Right, yeah. I want to see what we saw in Trial of Magneto, but to the next level. That mm. that council meeting. Where Magneto threw a chair and Exodus caught it? Yes. I want to see something that is paying off. This was a huge setup that worked a lot of things together, that introduced a lot of new stuff. It really, honestly, it could just keep on going. You don't even have to introduce anything new, and I yeah. am in. I'm all set. But I know that there's got to be more twists and turns. There's yeah. got to be more reveals. There's got there. There are. This was a double sized issue. Each issue is a double sized issue, which is incredible. I don't know if we'll continue to do an episode entirely for each issue, but we might we have probably to just because. Will. I don't think because they're also slowing down how many are in. You know, there's no of the the five issue minis. There's mm. no way of X anymore. There's no X Corp. Thank God. There's no Children <laughs> of the Atom. There's you know, the, it's really just the core titles. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of the weeks ahead, there's only two issues coming out. The only minis that there are are Inferno and Trial of Magneto. Look at this preview image. That's the image of Emma holding their helmets. I love it. So maybe we find out why they died. Maybe they die in the next issue. Right now. There's D- also Destiny kills them now. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. <gasps> Emma, what's the what's the Krakoan? What do you think it is? I don't know. 
It threw me off a couple because I was. That's an E. Yep. Is that an O? First letter is a D. Destiny. Right. And it was throwing me off because ST has its own character. Mm-hmm. Because I recognize, it's getting sad, the number of letters that I recognize in a Krakoan alphabet. But No, it's not getting sad. That's why I always look at you and I go, what is it? <laughs> I know I, I know E, I know D. Oof. Ugh. It's just so good. It's just so good. And it's so, I'm just hungry for more. There's so many connections. It's so satisfying to bring all that stuff together. And I just hope it keeps doing that. It like This series. Yes, this series. I hope it really continues to wrap up all the things that we're feeling like we were missing. Right. Yeah. And not really, I don't want to wrap them up entirely. No, but you just know, like. I, make- I would be fine if Orcus continues in some way, shape or form in the background. Oh, 100%. I feel like just like put them in a nice package for me instead of like all spread out. So I have a little bit more of a tangible connection to them instead of like this thing popped up over here and this thing popped up over here and this thing was over here. And like, you know, I mean, they're starting to do that with like this person, this person, this organization is actually connected to Orcus, you know, all that jazz. Yeah. I guess I don't have anything else to say at the moment. You're going to read it again? Probably, but not right now because I need a little space. <laughs> okay, I've read a lot of comics in a short period of time. How many, time, how many times did I read it? Three, yeah. at least. At least. I read it, the first time I read it, you know. To read it. To read it and enjoy it. The second time, and this is, you know, for, for those that are interested. The second time I normally just thumb through it and get like section headers mm-hmm. and break down big arcs. So the three or four pages of Doug and warlock in krakoa that's just one section mm-hmm. you know trying to trying to get break it down into smaller pieces and then i read it again completely and take notes as take you notes go and react. which is what you were doing when i got home last night and it was so funny because every time i would walk in the kitchen just kept on like, closing close the, book the book because especially after you took a shower i was at the end where destiny's in the council room and I'm like, <laughs> you can't I'm, I love you, and let's have this conversation. But can I finish this right now? <laughs> yeah, you're because like, um, I'm. I can't. You cannot just be here while I'm on the last pages of this issue. You cannot see this. You cannot see this. Oh man, yeah. Whoo, man. Um, just as you know, like a moment of promotional jargon. I did post on our Patreon today my start to finish timeline of the Hellfire Gala and the Trial of Magneto. So these are all the time points that are given in the issues, um, like the little bubbles in Hellfire Gala with the moments, the times it's given in the first two Trial of Magnetos, anything about like Wanda's death, time of death, body found, all that stuff. And then I also went through all the Hellfire Gala issues and to the best of my ability, I placed all the moments where Mystique is hidden in the background of of images. So it's not dialogue. It's not anything that specifically point out. It's just where does she appear in the comics? So I posted that and I'm hoping that some people on Patreon start having conversations with me and continue to investigate with me. So if you would like to be involved in that, please, please head over to patreon.com slash the ex-wife podcast. That's X-W-I-F-E. But you know that because you listen to us. $3 a month helps support what we do. Join in on the conversation. We are also going to be posting a mini well quote unquote mini mini episode which is the journey of me reading the 55 comics that lead up to the hellfire gala which is the the space that i had missing so it's this thing we call couch convos we sit on the couch we record on an iphone it's uh you know just a little tidbit of reaction and discussion after each of the 55 issues which I remember when you said, I don't want to do every issue. I don't know if we're going to do every issue. In my mind, I knew we were going to do every yeah, issue. Yeah, and then I, we started doing it to every issue. And like once we did three or four, it was like, we can't, we have to do this now. So that'll be up there soon too. We do other cool, fun behind the scenes stuff. Check it out. Really, really badly, I want a community of investigators to just like, let's dig in. Let's figure it out. Let's, let's go crazy with our theories. Join me. And then Justin can laugh at us. Ha ha ha. What do you mean laugh? I I got theories. 
Justin will give his theories too. I'm investigating. Investigating is my normal speed. <laughs> investigating is how I read. Are you kidding? Did you mean to rhyme? That's my normal speed. That's how I read. That's just who I am, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Well, with that, until next time, old friend. Charles. See you in the resurrection chamber. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. <laughs>